Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And this is going to be an awesome episode because I have two of my favorite people on the podcast. Greg Harrelson, of course, is here as he's always here, but we're joined by Frank Klesitz, the CEO of our Viral Marketing and a marketing expert and just an all-around uh, great, great person and very, very smart person, someone who's built um, what I would call the best run, which I don't know, Frank, if I've told you this, the best run company I've ever encountered. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to get into. We're going to talk about what to do when you're tired of the grind. So Greg, first of all, welcome. Hey, glad to be here. And uh I tell you, Frank's one of my uh, favorite guys, and uh, we both enjoy one of my favorite subjects, which is building databases, getting people to call us so we can get business. So I think the audience is in for a real treat. Thanks, Frank, for being here with us. Thanks, Frank. All right, Frank, so uh, 60-second bio, who are you, just in case somebody's been living under a rock and doesn't know you or viral marketing or anything about you? (laughs) uh, Give me the 60-second overview of of how you got to be who you are. I was recruited to sell real estate out of college, and they said you need to pick a farm and stay in touch with it so people would eventually hopefully call you to list the home. But uh, I didn't like anything that was being sent out. I thought it was all junk mail, and I didn't want to send out junk mail. I didn't want to send out canned content. So I decided I thought it would be a good idea to put myself on camera, start answering some commonly asked questions about real estate, and then email it to my database and put it on social media or even direct mail it out by putting a – you know, a, a picture of the video on a postcard or something like that. But, you know, create helpful educational content to stay in touch. And I realized that was a lot more work administratively um, than I thought. Put together a checklist, started doing it for an agent on the team, and uh, realized that that's a big problem that a lot of people have, is a good method to stay in touch. So long story short, uh, after one client, two clients, decided not to go in real estate, decided to start a marketing firm to help people stay in touch. And uh, now we have about 65 employees, and uh, we interview people on a webcam to create videos to help position you as an expert and stay in touch with your list. Awesome. All right, so Greg Harrelson, let's set the stage a little bit. So First, first of all, I remember when Frank was just getting started on this stuff, yeah. and you would just come around, man, and, and you, were, you were like at every event, and you had your Everyone. camera. Everyone. I mean, it was some really cool stuff. I mean, you, were, you, you yeah. really started off like with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I don't even. I, I mean, half the time you didn't have a ticket for the event that you were out. You're no. just hanging out in the halls, man. Yeah. And um, you know, really, really, just proud of what you've done. It's been, it, it's been, uh, it's been fun to watch. You Thanks, know? Man. So I just wanted to piggyback off of what Matt said because I really do, really do remember those days and uh, and and had some real fun with you. So what were you saying, Matt? Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to get oh. that out. No, no problem. Um, well, we, we can reminisce, but sadly, I was not around for the Frank stalking the halls days, unless we're talking about social media marketing world, but and that's another story. Um, but let's get into uh, setting up the stage. Uh, and, and we were talking about this before we went live. I, I want to get each of your perspectives on on the grind and, Greg, what that means to you. Let's start with you. What What is the grind, and at what point do people start getting tired of it? Yeah, so, you know, grind is one of those words that, um, you know, I, I think – that it, it, the first thing that I have to say is grind is a perception. It really is. There is no real meaning to grind with the exception of the meaning that you give it. 
And so I think, you know, for me, you know, when I hear, you know, gosh, an agent say, um, man, I'm tired of grinding. I'd like to figure out a way to get maybe some more people call me, you know, then that, in my opinion, when I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, this person's probably making 40 contacts a day. They're like really hit it hard and grinding. But then at the same token, there's people out there maybe making five contacts a day or ten contacts a day. And what they're experiencing out of their business is also a grind. But how they interpret or use the term grind might not just be associated with the number of, say, outbound contacts, but it may be associated whether uh, with the fact that they're making five or ten outbound contacts, which doesn't seem a lot to me, but for them, it's not something that they really like to do. Like, maybe that's not how they really want to build their business. You know, so when somebody should get out of the grind, um, I don't know the answer to that. But what I do, what I will will say is... A different question I'll ask is when should they start building for their future? And that's like right now. Right. That's not, it has nothing to do with what you're doing. I mean, if you're making 40 contacts, you should be working on building databases and following a lot of the strategies that Frank uh, is going to give us today. You should be doing that right now. If you're making five contacts, you should be doing that right now. I don't think that there's a correlation between when you should get started and grinding when it comes to when you should get started about building your database. Frank, what's your perspective? Well, uh, from my own personal perspective, you know, when I study people that want to sell houses and make a living, you know, you just set aside and time block, you know, two, three hours a day to talk to a handful of people, you know, maybe 10, 15 people a day at least. And I've seen people in three to four hours be able to talk to 30 people a day if they're on like a dialer. I was like, man, that's a lot of work. I mean, every day waking up, going in, making those calls, especially in the beginning, it's just... It's just like just constant rejection, right? And I understand that's what you have to do to get going when you have nothing. You have no money. You have no name for yourself. You don't know anybody. It's where you start. It's just it's just how it is. But I was like, man, this is such a, a waste of all of this effort and emotional energy and time because not everyone's going to want to just hire me to sell their home completely out of the blue from a cold call. I mean, there needs to be some way to stay in touch with all the people that aren't ready to sell their home right now, you know? So... You know, I back to my story is like I wanted a plan to stay in touch before I even picked up the phone and made my first call. I was like, all this time making prospecting calls is going to be kind of wasted or very inefficient, at least, if there isn't some way to stay in touch with all the people I talk to. So every time I would reach out or I was going to prospect, I'd say, hey, what's your best email address to stay in touch? You know, I'm going to send you updates on the market. I want to keep you informed about what's happening with home prices. What you hear in the national news is not here. What you're, what may be happening here locally. What's your best email address? And I figured if I could do that, if I'm talking to 10, 15 people a day, you know, I could add hundreds of documented homeowners. That's who I'm calling over the course of the year. I mean, the math was like for me, God, if I could just get three people a day to give me their email, that's 15 a week, Monday through Friday. That's 60 people a month. That's, you know, 720 people a year of documented homeowners I've spoken with in my farm that I could stay in touch with. And I just thought it would just be, it just made no sense to me to go out and go all, go through all of that very difficult work in the beginning before you're used to it and you're confident of making calls without some type of touch plan. And I needed a way to do it that wasn't expensive because I had no money. And uh, that was where the idea of let's do this digitally to start, you know? Yeah, that, that's solid. And Matt, you know what I'm, one of the things that I've, you know, concluded in my mind years ago is when I'm, you know, as a real estate agent, when I'm making those calls or when I had made those in the calls in the, the past, 
I, I can really relate to what you're saying, Frank, and that is, gosh, there seems to be, let's just say that we just throw out some numbers and I, I make 50 calls and I get one yes, you know, whatever the ratio is, but we're going to say 50 to one. So I made, I, I, I did 50 calls and got one person to say yes. What in the world can I do to monetize the 49 no's? So for the audience that was just listening, he just gave you kind of like a script on how to monetize the nose, which was, you know, when he was talking to them, you would ask for the email and you ask for the email, put them in your database, and then you nurture them over time and, and anticipating at some point more than one person may call you in the future. You know, so yeah. that's all about monetizing the no. I love it. It's also, too, I want to add, you know, I was 22, 23 at the time. I wanted to go into real estate. I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to do this for more than a few years. I mean, I have like, a, you know, a long five, seven, ten year out. Like, I don't know. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know, I'm putting all this time in to talk to these documented homeowners. You know, I understand the beginning I had to make all these calls, but I would look at these agents that have been around for four, five, six years, not even that long. And people were calling them like, oh, like I want to get in the position as fast as possible to get people to call me. So it's not 100% dependent on me making outbound calls. And, you know, if you want to do that without going broke, which is important, because it's, you know, you can get people to call you if you want to go drop 20 grand a month on radio, or you want to go buy every billboard in the, in the city, or you want to do huge direct mail farming. I mean, that works if you have the risk tolerance to do that. Most people don't, especially in the beginning. But if you want to get people to call you, if you don't have much resources, the only way that you could do that is by building a permission-based database through prospecting and then staying in touch with those people. In my opinion, unless you know another way, please tell me. <laughs> I, you know, I think I, I agree. I think that that's, uh, you know, it, you know, we were chatting a little bit before and, um, and we kind of know each other's background. And, um, and I will say, you know, I was one of those guys in the beginning that was just call, 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 call. And then when I realized, okay, I'm investing this much time in calling, how in the world can I start monetizing the nose? And then all of a sudden, the conversation that we're having here about building the database solved that problem, or at least got me uh, moving in that direction. I realized that there was no cheaper way of, uh, of creating come list me business. Mm -hmm. There was, no, there was no, I never saw anything. I mean, you know, I'm sure you'll t talk a little bit about uh, viral marketing before we get off. I, I definitely want you to share that. And, you know, for people that are hiring you and, and your service, if you think about the cost associated and the return that can be generated, I don't know that there's a, a, a tool out there that where we can get a better ROI. I really don't. No, there isn't. You know, you know so viral costs on the monthly 550 a month, I mean... Back in 2007, eight when I did this, I mean, you couldn't get like a 16th of a page in like a local newspaper at that rate to advertise, mm -hmm. right? Um, let alone doing like a sustained type of direct mail campaign for 500 bucks. You just don't have that kind of reach. And um, one thing I do want to add that brought to my attention when I started thinking, man, I really need to build a database, you know? But the other thing that I thought about was Gosh, do I already have a database? Like, do I already have like a list of people that already know me? And then I started thinking about that, and I realized, man, I'm I'm actually connected to quite a few people. Let's say on LinkedIn, 
or I'm connected to quite a few people I've emailed over the period of time in my address book and my Gmail, or I'm connected to a lot of people on Facebook. You know, if I could go through there and find all the people that I know, if I could go through and, uh, you know, usually in real estate, when you start off the most basic level, like any direct sales business, you know, they give you a memory jogger of like, let's just start writing down the names of everyone you know. And what a great memory jogger is just go on Facebook, look at all your friends, <laughs> or like go on LinkedIn, look at all your connections. And you start compiling this list of all these people that you have a relationship with. And you just send them an email saying, hey, I'm in real estate now. I want to keep you updated. Do you want to subscribe? And usually right there, from a simple message in some way out to your existing sphere, your existing people you know, it can kind of like jumpstart, you know, with a little bit of a little bit of business right away of some saying, oh, I know you're selling real estate. I know you're doing this now. Yeah, you know, stay in touch. I think about selling my house. And how nice is that? Right? Yeah. So yeah, let, even, bef even before you I commit add, to like building to it, is reconnect with your existing one. Go on. Yeah, I'm sorry, Frank. Let me just add to that before I forget this, and I'm trying to make notes so I don't forget things. But on, on what Frank just said, there's a strategy that we used, and uh, you probably already know this stuff, Frank, but I want to make sure it gets out to the audience. Go to Facebook and Google whatever, whatever year you graduated high school. Me, 1988. Oh my God, that's a long time ago. Google that, and I, I, I would be, I, I'd be willing to bet more times than not, there is going to be a Facebook page, a group, that is going to be class of 1988, Myrtle Beach High School class of 1988. Go into that Facebook group and message everybody via Facebook and say, gosh, I haven't, I was just, you know, looking through this. I haven't, we haven't made uh, contact, been in contact for a long time. Hope things are going well. I'm keeping a lot of uh, my, my past friends and, and relationships and I've been in communication with them about real estate. And uh, can you tell me what your, uh, you know, what, what is your best email? I just want to send you some, uh, a note from, from uh, time to time. You'll be shocked at how many people are going to actually send you their email address. So, you know, we talk about what Frank's saying. It's like, man, we, we, building that database is probably a lot easier than we think. We just got to think of these things. But if you go class of 1988, Myrtle Beach High School, there's probably a group. There'll be hundreds of people, you know, right there in that group. Message them. You'll be amazed at how many people are going to be like, okay, yeah, send me some information. Yeah. And now you're building your database. And I got a couple, couple things I want to point out, Frank, before you before you dive back in. Um, first of all, like guys like James Fassini is, is watching, is hoping to get uh, learn, learn more about database marketing, something he has yet to research. And I think a lot of people are kind of in that position. James is a huge prospector. And I, I want to, Frank, take me through kind of just the, the mental progression. Like oh, yeah. when you go from agent to entrepreneur, I think one of the key things that you realize you start thinking about like what what asset am i really building here like the, like you had that mentality right away which is something that's always i've always been jealous of you because you just you, you got a hold of stuff like dan kennedy so early that you came to real estate already with the mentality of what's the asset whereas most agents don't think about it and if you really press them on it what they would really say is well my asset is my ability to pick up the phone and be persuasive and meet new people right that is the asset the only asset mm -hmm. is their skill set right you came to it looking to build a business and so i'm right. curious just tell people when you say like when you think of a business yeah. and you think of building assets how do you look at it right i think the question that I was trained on, and I was very fortunate, this is luck, Yeah. that at like 19, 20 years old, I fell into a lot of Dan Kennedy books, 
uh, Jay Abraham books, Beth Godin, uh, John Janich, I believe you say his name with uh, mm-hmm. Duct Tape Marketing, um, Gary Keller. I was introduced to the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book right away. And what I realized is I was, I'm, I'm really good at kind of like pattern recognition. And there's lots of patterns across all these. Um, the, the asset is not how many people you know. It's how many people know you. I'm like, oh, that scales. Mm-hmm. Another way of saying that is you can scale a message, but you can't scale a relationship. And I was like, wow, how can I get as many people to know who I am, that I am the best, I am the preeminent authority, I am the best choice, I am the only choice to do business with? And I've learned this over time, I didn't know the time, but it's really how many minutes someone spends with you. You know, it's, I want people to spend as much time with me as possible. And I gotcha. You're going to work with me. You're going to work. I will influence you. You will have influence over somebody. So I was like, man, if I could write, if I could speak, if I could do seminars, and I look at successful people, they're writing, they're speaking, they're doing seminars, they're talking. I mean, I see these patterns. Every single successful person is writing. They're not prospecting. I mean, yes, they start off prospecting, but ultimately they're, they're scaling their message in some way. Does that make sense? So it's like, I have to get really good at publishing. And if I could start making videos and get people to know who I am and spend time with me online, you know, that's going to increase the probability of them contacting me. So the asset, honestly, Matt, is how many people know who you are, how many people spend time with you, how many people know, like, and trust you. That's really it. And it's very difficult to do that if it's just one-to-one prospect. Now, if you complement that, that awareness marketing people spending time with you online, watching your videos, and you complement that with calling or a team of people calling on behalf of using your name that people trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's where you get some really, really amazing opportunity. And um, I came into real estate kind of approaching that. We're like, I really want people to get to know who I am. So I want to go back real quick to what, what Greg said. Because if I went into real estate, Greg, you told me that without the background that I had of understanding, positioning, being the preeminent expert, you know, publishing your way into the appointment, getting yourself on content, offering value of like offering like an informational offer before you ask for an appointment, I would go, man, I really don't want to go to all these people at the school and say, want to buy or sell a house? 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 Or I don't want to go to like borders. That's even around back at the time, but like these network marketing companies would be like, yeah, go to Borders and look for people looking at success magazines and go give them your card. Like, <laughs> or like you know, go to the grocery store and carry around a sold sign with you and walk up to everyone, ask them, it's a great day to buy or sell real estate. How can I help you? I'm like, oh my God, I can't do that. I mean, I'm sure you can make money doing it. And there are people that do do that and I'm sure it works, but that's not for me at all, right? But if I change the offer... I could probably do all of those things if I just changed the offer instead of saying, do you want to buy or sell a home? It would be, do you want to subscribe to my real estate newsletter? Yeah, I basically publish this great information about improving the value of your home, what's going on with the market, tips on selling, tips on buying. Maybe I even interview local business owners. You know, I publish all this great information about the community, buildings going up, whatever, right? Do you want to subscribe? I was like, man, if I just walked around almost, if I was like, I was like the publisher of a newsletter, I think everyone would be interested in that. Like, yeah, I could totally go now to the high school group, Greg, 
Mm-hmm. And I could say, hey, guys, you know, I'm in real estate, but I started this newsletter. I'm just reaching out to you, just the people I know. I'm looking to build my subscriber base. Would you guys be interested in getting this awesome content? Here's what you're going to learn. All I want is your email. Want to stay in touch? I can do that. Yeah. That's doable to me. I don't know if I can go to everyone necessarily and just say, walking up to people trying to do that hard sale. I think a lot of people resonate with that, mm-hmm. of just changing the offer to get permission to stay in touch. That starts the conversation that makes it easier to approach. Then you go into the real estate conversation. So, for example, Greg, if I was doing circle prospecting, if you had me on the phones to start prospecting, making a bunch of calls in your office, initially, if I was very green, I was just starting off, it would be very difficult for me to start calling people up and saying, this is a business call. Do you want to sell your house? <laughs> right away. Right? I mean, like, right away. I would probably leave with more of, hey, my name's Frank Klesitz. I work at the real estate brokerage down the street on 12th and Elm. I'm just calling you because there's an open house in your area, and I want to invite you to it. Or I'm just calling that um, usually when one sells, some other homes sell. I just want to know, like, you know, there's lots of buyers in the area. If I can maybe – you'd be interested in showing buyers – house if you're thinking of selling or you know hey i have this community newsletter i'm interviewing business owners i want to know if you want to be a free subscriber to it i just like to introduce myself as your local real estate agent and just give your permission to stay in touch or invite you to an event that kind of softens the opening does that make sense and then once the conversation starts then i could ask you know when are you thinking about making a moving decision to see if there's that might be a lead there or even a referral you know yeah, I think a couple things that I've written down here is, you know, I think it's very important for people to put their actions into context. In other words, um, I think a lot of people think of the term prospecting as um, asking for somebody to do business with them. Um, sending yeah. stuff out via database is about asking people to do business with them. Putting Facebook posts on there is asking people to do business with them. And, and there's no doubt about it, that is one form. But I think what we're talking about here and what you're bringing up is you're leading with the give. Yeah. And you're giving and giving and giving. In other words, giving valuable content. You know, share, you know you're, you're talking about making an offer. Basically, what you're doing is you're making your content available to them, knowing that the context of your content has value to somebody that owns a piece of property or could be contemplating possibly selling a piece of property. So, you know, I think people need to understand that, you know, that these things are very easy to do when you're present to the value that you're actually adding to these people. Where things become very hard is when you know that the only person that you're really trying to benefit is yourself. So I I could take a group of people and I could have, and I could teach them how to cold call to um, notify people other to to notify uh, notify a list of people that if they actually drive two miles and they flip this one switch that that's going to connect them to a water source that they've never had versus so now if 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 the reason why you were calling was to connect somebody to something that they didn't have and you knew there was a high value with making that connection it doesn't matter who you are you'd be willing to dial all day 
But if I'm trying to convince somebody to make the same call the same people about the same dials and they're going to make the same connection, but they're going to actually sell them something to be connected, then the same person that's making the dials would resist that versus if they were actually just connecting them just to help them and there was nothing in return. So we got to put this and make sure, at least from my perspective, what I found in, in, in working with agents, it's the context of the doing that determines one's motivation to do it. So there's being in action, and then there's being in inspired action. What I hear Frank saying is he has no problem being in action as long as he is actually giving. And I think that that's a very important 100%. thing to bring out because and 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 it, and, it, and it leads to a question whether now's the time or not we've got to answer this question frank and i know you have the answer is okay i think everybody will believe that you know okay it's important to give that add value to databases or anybody you're speaking to but how in the heck does somebody a real estate agent that's not trained in writing all this great content, like Frank maybe, how do mm -hmm. they come up with the stuff that actually has value, knowing that yeah. most agents have been trained to actually just go out and try to get some business, ask for business. This is a whole different shift. And it's a huge shift. Can you give us some guidelines, though? Where, how do yeah. we, as agents, how, where does this content come from? Yep. I'm not looking for a sales pitch, even though we know you have it. But how do you think about, yeah. how does that process even start? I'll for that you. agent out there, it's like, this is what I want to do. What the hell am I going to say tomorrow when I send this email out to these three or four people? I think philosophically is when you get into real estate, you know, you're probably not in the very beginning a very good financial footing. And you're just like, I have to get a commission. I have to sell a home. And you're thinking about me, 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 why I get out of it. And that just pollutes every behavior and action that you do, long-term at least. Whereas the shift is how can I give, 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 and be an expert and advisor and provide very helpful information so good that people would be willing to pay to receive it. That's the standard. How do I publish a newsletter, a video, make a call? So good, people would pay for it. And through that, I earn their attention, which is one of the most expensive things out there. That's why Google makes a zillion billion dollars. That's why Facebook makes all the money. This is why you buy a radio, is because your attention's there. Make sense? That, that is a real mm -hmm. thing you're buying, right? If I could provide something so good that people would pay money to receive it, but they're paying with their attention... What I get in return is they spend time with me and get to know me and build trust, which is the first step of the sales process. Right? So with that idea of I'm going to go out, I'm going to, I want to, I want to get on camera. I want to do a podcast. I want to write blogs. I want to do a seminar. I want to do, create some type of content, which is by the way, what every consultant and every expert does to get business. It's just a pattern across all industries. Right? You now go, how do I create something if I'm not very strong in this area, which is what you asked, Greg? The first place that I would look, I'm going to give you a couple of ideas, right? First place I would look, and this is what I did when I started, like, with nothing. I didn't make any prospecting calls. I knew nothing, right, like, literally out of college. I just went on YouTube, and I went on Google, and I typed in real estate questions or real estate FAQs or how to sell my home. How to buy a home, 
whatever. And I looked for the most popular YouTube videos. And I looked at like what people wanted, what was being searched for. I was like, ah, there's a good topic. Looks like there's demand for it because <laughs> people are watching it, right? You know, um, then I would watch the video and be like, wow, these are all great points. I would kind of take some notes. And certainly when plagiarizing, they would all knowledge is rehearsed knowledge for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And what I did is that was how I got my answer. So really what I did is I found some books on Amazon on like 100 questions every seller must ask, 100 questions every buyer must ask. Um, I was a little savvy at the time, so I used the Google Keyword Planner to f- figure out people were searching for online. I was like, wow, this is what people want. Well, I'll be the guy to give it to them. And I may not know the answer, but this stuff has been answered before. You're not like publishing groundbreaking research here with your videos. The reality is there's probably an answer for this somewhere else, at least to get you started. The point is it's coming from you and you're sending it out. People spend more time with you to get the answer and not somebody else. Does that make sense? So don't think like you have to publish something that, you know, it's never been talked about before. I mean, I just published I mean, a video. I don't think that there is a such thing. I mean, I, I hope somebody brings up a subject and writes an article that hasn't ever been touched on before. If you ever see one of those, please send it to me. It's just like, you know, yeah, we're, it doesn't exist. Or if it, it, if like it does, said, it costs a fortune. And that's, it's yeah, I not, guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get that it, primary research of a, you know, this huge study. But like what, what I'm getting at is, you know, don't think like, oh, I got to plagiarize and create my own stuff. You're overthinking it. The whole goal here is that if people just see you on video, if people just spend time with you and they get some tip, it's like you have just now completely positioned yourself differently than every other agent that's just hounding that person yep. of, of, of your help in that individual. It's the positioning people spending time with you. So that's where I would start. Another idea, besides researching online what people are searching for, is just listen. If you're prospecting now, what are the questions people are asking you on the phone? Great. One of the reasons your content is so good is you're still in the trenches with the troops calling every single day. Might be responding more to inbound calls now at this point, mm-hmm. right? Because you built your database. Yep. But you're listening to the questions or you're hearing what's being asked for the agents around you, which allows you to create answers. Like, that's a good video topic. That's a good video topic. I'm going to send that out because that's what people want now. That's present. That's current. That's timely. But if you're listening to what people are asking on the phone, those are good topics. Right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did, um, for anyone who's interested, if you go to our website, Get Viral, and click Real Estate, one of the cool things with YouTube now you know how when you go on Google and YouTube and you type in a phrase and it kind of populates like suggestions? Mm-hmm. That's what people are searching for. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But that's what people are typing in YouTube and Google. Mm-hmm. So if you go to YouTube right now and type in sell my house, you know, it'll probably sell my house fast or how to sell my house or sell my home without a realtor or whatever it is. Those are the phrases. Those are the topics. So if you just look at what people are searching for, and maybe you create a topic around that, you're you're, you're fulfilling existing demand. That makes business very easy. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because just to, to let some people off the hook, like, is it okay? Um, do you feel like it's okay if if I was to sell my house and I saw a video that said sell my house without a realtor, and I watched that video? And then I turned around and I thought about that video and I said, well, I like that subject and I like those points. And then you recreated it, not copied it, recreated it. 
And through the process of recreating it, you're probably going to be putting in your perspective, you know, your tonality, your flavor on it. Are you okay? To me, I would be okay with that. Is, oh, can people do that? That's oh, fine, yeah. right? I want everyone to know that yeah. I've never had an original idea in my life. I literally go read a book from Dan Kennedy. I go read a book. I hear Gary Keller speak on stage. I go, I, I go listen. I'm like, that is a great thing to share. Oh, yeah. And I share it with people. Mm-hmm. I, I am a knowledge pass through entity. <laughs> yeah. So my, my job is just to frame it for my audience to make it a little more relevant. Another thing I want to touch on because we say, okay, let's create some videos. Mm-hmm. Now that I can hear a question that the audience might be asking is like, okay, well, I got some videos and you said they see you online. Does that mean I got to put my video on YouTube Great for question. them to like go search it? But I, cause I think part of this whole process is when you have a database, we're going to push it out to them, yeah. you know, and can you, you know, share like yeah. what's the format there? Cause I think people are going to be asked, okay, all right, I'll go do a video, but now what do I do with it? Let's say you, you, you come to the realization that, you know what, I kind of need to publish or perish here. I, I need to start publishing. And I need to start creating, I need to start building trust with people, get people to spend time with me. I need to scale. How can I get more people to call me than I call them? Got to do it through a database. You, you, you're liking these ideas. And maybe you go, and by the way, on our website, you'll see um, the top 24 real estate topics people are searching for online on YouTube. Literally went through the Google keyword tool, did research. These are the top 24 things people that might be interested in buying or selling a home are literally searching for. So if you title your videos that way, they'll show up with motivated buyers and sellers. Give you a little head start with that. But you understand where that came from is just finding out what people are in the search suggestions. As well as, you know, you get some questions. Maybe, you know, you find yourself, man, I really just answered that. I wish there was a camera on me for that. That would have been really, uh, really beneficial to get that video. So you're like, okay, I'm going to make a jump to video because people get to see me. They get to know me. They get to, they get to spend time with me, which goes trust positions you as the expert. Okay. And I also think video is the fastest way to publish content than other ways. Okay? So you get yourself a webcam. This is the Logitech C920, 60 bucks. It's a beautiful webcam, but didn't have a giant window behind me. I probably would look a little better. So you want to try to keep a, a window away from you in the shot. Okay. But you just sit down and you say, hey, this is Frank Klesitz. I'm with ABC Realty. And, you know, I was asked this question the other day about um, when I'm in a multiple offer situation on my condo in Myrtle Beach and everyone wants to buy it. You know, uh, which one do I go with to make sure one doesn't fall through? Should I ask for a second mortgage or a backup mortgage? You know, should I ask for a, a letter about why someone wants to buy it? Like, what should I do? When you're a seller in a multiple offer situation so, and you have to sell, you want the most amount of money, it can't fall through, what do you do? Well, let me answer the question for you today. Right? A little video like that, you record right on your webcam, it goes to your computer. So now, how do you get this thing out? Well, I'll very briefly go through some of the steps. Basically, this video, after maybe some editing, should go up on your YouTube channel, and there should be a title in there with some words in the description of what would people type online to maybe find that video, and make sure those words are in the title and description on YouTube on your own channel. Then, I recommend that video, which is up on your YouTube channel, then gets embedded onto your website, all right, with an article, because you'd rather send people to your website to consume the content than YouTube, because your competitors might show up on YouTube, and videos of cats, and then you lost them, and they're off watching something else, okay? So now that it's up on your blog and your website, that has all your 
beautiful call to actions to find out what your home is worth and, you know, search for homes. Let's, we got to tell people about it. And this is where email to your database, short message like, hey, everyone, I, this is Frank, your local real estate agent. And I got this question the other day. I think it's very relevant if you're ever in a situation when you sell your home because it's hot. You'll make a lot of money if you sell your home now. <laughs> now it's time to do it. So watch this video. It's how to handle multiple offer situations, which is something you might actually expect if you put your home on the market. Click here, and this is what I advised a client to do the other day. And in fact, it, it brought them like you know thirty thousand over asking price. Check it out. Now, how cool is that? Right? That goes to your list. That gets emailed out. Everyone gets notified of it. Just a little. Think of the email as a hook that get them to click the link to come back to your website to consume and watch the video. Right. Then certainly, let's take that video. We could turn it into a podcast. You could put it on social media. You could even take it and like send out a letter with it about it to your to your list. But email is kind of the big heavy hitter. All right. But what's really cool, not only does this stay online, people see you when, when let's say you're prospecting a seller and you give them your name and they don't know who you are and they, you know, Greg, there's no reason to make a bad decision hiring a professional anymore when you have access to the world's information in your pocket. So if you're calling me and you're trying to like, get a commission on me to sell my house. I don't really know who you are. You know, I'm just going to go type in like Greg Harrelson, Century 21 or whatever and see what shows up. Obviously, there should be some reviews, but I'm like, who is this guy? I'll click videos and start watching some of your videos. And I'm looking for some behavioral congruency <laughs> of like who you are. Does that make sense? Do I like you? Do I actually want to work with this person? Mm-hmm. So one of the things you have to think about, it's not just your database. Remember, people are Googling you. Google is your resume. You know, you, know, you have your own keyword. So, you know, I'll tell you right now, the number one term that's Googled for viral marketing, are you ready? Is like viral marketing scam. People don't know, is this legit? Viral marketing reviews. Who are these guys? Who is Frank? Who are, I mean, people, you know, wouldn't you want to know that before you hire some company to deal with your marketing or hire a real estate agent? So people are online doing research, man. Give them the information they need to make it feel more safe to do business with you and more certain than the person that has nothing. I guarantee you're the guy that gets the call back on the expired listing than the other guy. Mm-hmm. Especially, you follow me? Yeah. And here's one Google search web. So besides that, when this stuff goes out to your current database, you can actually track who watches it. So let's say you send this video about how to deal with multiple offer situation of a question you answer with a seller. Okay, wouldn't you like to know who in your database of all the homeowners you've been calling for weeks and months, email addresses you've been getting, Greg? Wouldn't it be nice to know which of those people click this video about how to deal with a multiple who's offer Who's engaging situation? and who's not? Yeah. Well, you can get that list of people. An email marketing program will tell you that. Huh. If I had to choose between making a bunch of phone calls to strangers that don't know who I am, or I can call a bunch of people that click the video that know who I am, about real estate, about a, this, you just help someone sell their house and made them a bunch of money. You see how it's done under the veil of educational video? I certainly might want to prioritize my follow-up with that list. And in the marketing circles, in the marketing automation world, that's called lead scoring. It's a way of like scoring the people in your database um, based upon behaviors and clicks and website visits of who's like maybe more as a higher probability of having to have a conversation about what you do than someone who's not actively engaged. Does that make sense? Yeah, you should get a better conversion on right. that category. Your conversion yeah. ratios should definitely 
be higher. And I, I want to just say one other thing just to back up just a minute ago. You're talking about like somebody Googling um, your company name or Googling. And, and nowadays, everyone's Googling the actual agent's name. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that I've been you know, sharing with my agents for the past two years that, you know, we've all a lot of us have been brought up, you know, and our parents told us that no credit is bad credit. No, not having a digital footprint is a bad digital footprint. If they Google you and cannot find you, that equates to bad. Oh, that's bad. Like no credit is bad credit. No digital footprint is a bad digital yeah. footprint. I wouldn't hire so, you. Yeah, you wouldn't hire me. Not, yeah. not, 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 not off of a prospecting call. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, you I always, I always look, think of optimization. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, you know, you, you're, you're, given some great guidance on on how to go out and send information, create content, send valuable content to a database. But another point here that you're also accomplishing and at the same time is you're building a digital footprint for yourself yeah. around being an authority. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're talking about send this information out and get a call because somebody got our email. But think about how many other opportunities you're going to have to get calls because people are not even getting your emails. They just happen to be well, on YouTube. We were talking about earlier is, you know, not only is, is it, basically the, the real asset here in business is a thriving audience of people that want to, that will buy everything you sell. I mean, that's why that's brands. That's why that's, that is like the Holy grail of business is to acquire customers, build an audience of customers, people who buy what you sell. And you want to build an audience of people that would be open to hiring you as their real estate professional. And ideally, yes, you know, you want to know as many people as you can, but that's limited. If we just change the question, how can we get as many people to know who we are as possible? Yes. Okay. Well, there's really only two ways to answer that. You have a, a lot of money to buy a bunch of radio, print, TV, outdoor, spray and pray marketing and advertising. And people do do that. It does work. That does not work for everybody. <laughs> okay. The other option is how can I get everybody in maybe a farm or an area or build a database and use digital marketing to stay in touch with a list? Be able to, those people all know who I am, but that's the market. Those are the people that will buy from me, you know? So I think that is a huge shift. How can you get as many people to know who you are as possible in your target market? And if you can't do it with traditional media, the only other way to do that is with a database. It's the only other option. Fantastic. Absolutely. So just for the people that do know me that's listening, a few things that I, I, I monitor or I measure is number of, of, of the size of the database, who we're sending things out. How many people are actually clicking through? I think those are fairly basic. But in addition to that, um, you know, when you're sending it out to a database, people clicking through is more of your audience. So there is a difference, right, between a database and an audience. If the size of your database is a thousand, that doesn't mean the size of your audience is a thousand. If the size of your database is a thousand, but only two people are actually watching any of your videos, mm -hmm. then your audience is only two, your database is 1,000, that ratio is off. Consider that your content sucks. So you got to yeah. change your content in order to get or a better Or how are you acquired the list? Bigger, yeah, or, or maybe, yeah, maybe you're <laughs> spamming. You know, that, that's probably more likely the case. Um, but something that a lot of people, and I don't know if you taught me this, Frank, or somebody in, in our circles did, I also go to YouTube 
and I monitor on a monthly basis how many minutes of my videos have Most been watched. Most important metric. How many minutes of my Most videos have been watched? So obviously it's over, well, not obviously, but it's over, you know, uh, uh, well over 100 hours. I can't remember what it was uh, most recently, but I'm looking at how can I get that number up? Because what you said at some earlier point in this, yeah. in this uh, message, in this, this conversation was, you know, you want time. You want the more time they spend with you, right? I call it mind share. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at monitoring how much time, how many minutes are being spent watching my videos. And that tells me how much mind share I have. And I always have a goal for increasing the number of mind share. You know, I want to add to that. You know, I, um, I do my own show, the viral marketing show. I put too much work into it. I mean, I put a lot of work into it. I really come prepared, got my nice camera, we do all the editing, we do the rap. I mean, I do a really good job on the show. And it gets disheartening. I only see 300 views, 400 views, maybe if I'm lucky, 1,000. Okay? You might think, does anyone really care We get such low views? But when we talk to people who sign up for viral and pay us, they all watch it, a lot of it. And the minutes consumed is deep with the right people. Does that make sense? Yes. There's lots of people out there that get millions of views and are completely broke. Because maybe they click on it for five seconds because it's you know, clickbait and leave or whatever, right? What I'm getting at is like it's, it's about the depth of, the, of, the, of your target market spending time with you. And you will get discouraged if you just look at the view count. You really have to look at the minutes consumed. But really, if you really want to know that it's worth your time, you have to ask your leads or the people that you talk to, do you watch my stuff? And when they start saying to people to buy you, yeah, man, I watched a lot of it. You go, ah, okay. I could deal with the 200 view count. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. so you're creating so content. So we got to keep the ego in check. Right. Yeah. We, we got to keep our egos in check. What, what I'm hearing you say, it's not about yeah. the quantity. It's about the quality mm -hmm. and quantity feeds the ego. But quality feeds the feeds mama. The bank. Yeah. All right. So, Frank, briefly, uh, briefly tell us kind of what's the next step if people want some help and some support in yeah. executing this type of plan. Well, um, on the homepage of our website, I have a marketing plan. Uh, which is called our official video marketing plan. It's about 20 pages. I wrote it. It hasn't changed. I don't think it ever will. Right? And I go through, like, if you need to kind of reset your database and kind of like, all right, I need to focus on this. It's called the database reset. And I go through four steps of how to reconnect with your list, how to add people to your database. Talked about that here. How to, what to send and the frequency and what to send to your database to stay in touch to position you as the trusted expert and the authority and the go-to preeminent advisor audience. Then finally, how to prioritize follow-up. I would, I would read that plan, right? Next thing I would do is on the real estate industries tab, there's a download uh, for 2017, but they don't change much for 2018. But all of the top topics, like what are people typing into YouTube to that keywords that are probably topics that are around somebody's motivated to take action to buy or sell a home. I'll go look at those. And I'd also start paying attention to people, questions people are asking and say, man, do you think I would actually get in front of a camera 
do you think I could actually produce an answer to this? Do you think I could actually create some content? If the answer to that is yes, I think I might be willing to do that. Right? Next step is we'll offer you a free strategy session here at Viral. We'll talk to you about what we look like to hire us to help you execute and fulfill the out of the administrative aspects of this to fulfill this marketing administrative assess, uh, aspects. And I give you a full 30-day money-back guarantee. So we'll get you on camera. We'll make sure it's good for you. But if you don't like how you look, it's not for you. You don't like doing it. We give you all your money back so you kind of have a way to kind of test the waters to see if you just like this approach to your business. That's what we do. Awesome. And for those that are that are listening, it, uh, it's getviral.com. Viral is spelled with a Y instead of an I. So make sure the that Y is for that. you, Matt. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so uh, so warm and fuzzy inside, Frank. I appreciate that, Greg. How do people connect with you? You know, simple. Just uh, email me like uh, like a lot of people do, and and actually even better is this Facebook message me. And um, I respond. It seems like I can respond a lot faster to that. But my email is gregharrelson at gmail.com. And, and uh, you can just see me probably uh, while you're watching this video. You can probably see me on uh, Facebook. Right. Yeah, we are live here pretty much every Wednesday at the same time, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, guys, so stay tuned for that. For the show itself, uh, make sure to go to either iTunes or Stitcher for the audio version or YouTube for the video version and subscribe there. You can check out the backlog of episodes at theleveluppodcast.com. So I think we'll uh, put a nice bow on this episode. Frank, thank you. Awesome. That was fantastic. Exactly what we had in mind. Good. Thanks. Glad to be of service. All right, guys. We'll see everybody on the next episode.